0: Hi. 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 <laughs> hey guys, it's Reagan Gomez from the Reaganomics podcast and from some of your favorite movies, TV shows, and cartoons. For new listeners, welcome. Say welcome. 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 <laughs> Make sure you like us, give us a thumbs up, subscribe, share, and all that jazz. That helps other folks find our podcast so we can grow also if you've been following me for a while you know we've been creating original content on our youtube and Vimeo channels for almost a decade now with two seasons of our first web series almost home and our gotham nominated series surviving in order to keep creating original scripted content we started a patreon and the link is patreon.com forward slash Regan Gomez. And we have different tiers. We offer my personal blogs, exclusive movie review podcasts, interviews with celebrity guests and more if you want to support but can't do patreon and you want to do a one-time donation their paypal email is ahtheseries at gmail.com again that's ahtheseries as in almost home ahtheseries at gmail.com the links will always be in the show notes every dime you guys donate goes toward our content creation we're currently in pre-production for our first film written and will be directed by me It's about a middle school black girl from L.A. who discovers her dead parents were superheroes, and now the fate of the world is up to her. So if you'd like to support our efforts, become a patron. Everybody say thanks. Thanks. (laughs) Bye, y'all.
1: A rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell and Whitey's on the moon. I can't pay no doctor bills, but Whitey's on the moon. Ten years from now, I'll be paying still while Whitey's on the moon. You know, the man just upped my rent last night, cause Whitey's on the moon. No hot water, no toilets, no lights, but Whitey's on the moon. I wonder why he's upping me, cause Whitey's on the moon? Well, I was already giving him 50 a week and now Whitey's on the moon. Taxes taking my whole damn check, the junkies make me a nervous wreck. The price of food is going up, and as if all that crap wasn't enough, A rat done bit my sister Nell with Whitey on the moon. Her face and arms began to swell and Whitey's on the moon. Was all that money I made last year for Whitey on the moon? How come I ain't got no money here? Hmm, Whitey's on the moon. You know, I just about had my bill of Whitey on the moon. I think I'll send these doctor bills, air, mail, special. Whitey on the
0: moon. Hello. Welcome to another episode of the Reaganomics Podcast. I'm Reagan Gomez. Across from me is
2: Golden Child.
0: And hey, we back. We back um, for another episode uh, in August. And here we are. Shit, Black Panther is on right now. ABC is playing it, and um, the Black Panther is dead. So this uh, Reaganomics shout out goes to the one and only Chadwick Bozeman. Um, what's today? Sunday. He passed Friday, I believe. So all weekend has kind of been um. I don't know. What do you What do you think?
2: How what do, do I feeling? think about what?
0: Because. The only reason I even know Chadwick Boseman passed is because when you called me on your lunch, you said, what the hell? Did Chadwick Boseman die? I said, what? Oh, no, I don't... No, of course not. And then, of course, I go on Twitter and...
2: Yeah, this... I don't know. This year has just been crazy. Um, Yeah, you know, I was... uh, Well, I think everybody's initial reaction is sadness, but then I, you know, had to just... um, just be happy for the time he was here um just basically what he uh contributed to um film and also just honestly i'm talking about like mainly black panther what that meant to um a lot of people um and then I loved him and James Brown as well. Mm-hmm. He did a good job playing Jackie Robinson too, which is from Pasadena. So, I mean, just, I was sad, but then I had to just be happy for his, uh, time that he was here and, and just be grateful for, um, what he was able to do. Um, and that's, that's really it. You know, um time is unforgiving I mean it waits on nobody so no man knows the time of the hour and uh, as things continue to look like it's burning I just feel like there is positivity somewhere in there and if you can find it then it's like finding gold right now because this year is it's, something. it's ridiculous so. I don't even
0: know
2: yeah but you know my thoughts on it is not too, I guess it's not too deep. It's just knowing that, you know, all of us, that's the only thing we have promised in this world. Um, we know that everybody someday will meet that day. And uh, that's why we got to love on each other and and just enjoy our borrowed time, you know, and, and, and put things in proper perspective and, um, you know, Don't let anything steal your joy and, you know, try. But when I say try, I always say if you're trying, you're lying. So just really, you know, do be good to yourself. Be patient with yourself. Love yourself because you are responsible for yourself and for your happiness. And, you know, you are responsible for your circumstances, Um so look at that reflection and then look at the real you from the inside out. That's the only way you're going to be able to really see you and work on those things and make sure those things are intact. Mm-hmm. Make sure you're loving on the ones that you love, um, you know, and live positive. Just, just live positive. Um, that's really all I really can say. Yeah.
0: I think everybody's still kind of um in shock and, just thinking about the loss of just just this year, just it this has really been a year. It has really been a year. and you know, people go through things every year. Death happens, loss happens, racism happens every single year. The police kill people every single year. But this has been a year and you know, with Kobe passing, Kobe and Gigi passing at the beginning of the year. I don't know. I don't know. But like you said, um, family is so important. It is so, so important. So like even with the pandemic still going on, even with, you know, people we still don't have um, even though things are somewhat open, we still it's still not like how it was. Like we're not, for the most part, going to restaurants, to the movies. The zoo, I don't know, amusement parks, whatever the hell we was doing before this, we're still kind of not doing it. But in our case, you know, we're at home, the four of us, we're all healthy. And I know you leave to go to work every day, but you make it home. And you know, it's Sunday. So we just had a weekend just of the four of us just being in the house doing <laughs> whatever the fuck. And so I think we're lucky in that aspect. But this is a hard year. It's been a really hard year, and it's 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 been a lot. It's it's been a whole lot for everybody, but specifically for black people. Um, and again, like I said, black people go through shit in the best of times, unfair shit in the best of times. But this year has really been like at our necks. Like, it is so hard to keep up with what the hell is going on. This protest over here, now we got white teenagers murdering protesters and police sheriffs saying that they don't have a problem with it and senators coming out and saying they applaud that kid and, you know, and this president and it's... The little things, the little things are what matters. And for so many of us, we're at home watching TV. We're at home watching movies. Like that's where, even though the police can come up in your house and, you know, in Brianna Taylor's case, m- murdered her in her own house. But the, for the rest of us, we're at home watching TV. We do still feel safe at home. That is like our solace, our peace, and black panther for us was a huge deal it was a huge deal and it's like you said Chadwick Boseman he's he's more than just black panther he played so many incredible roles starting in 2013 so if you look at his his the characters that he picked just some of them from 2013 Jackie Robinson Thurgood Marshall James Brown uh T'Challa King T'Challa, the Black Panther, like, that's in the span of less than a decade. And to find out that he passed from cancer and he's had cancer, like, he had cancer while filming Black Panther. He had cancer while filming a lot of these films. And not only did he have cancer, but he was going to visit, like, Make-A-Wish Foundation kids who were also terminal. Um, a lot of these videos that are coming out of him, like, talking about, you know, talking to terminal children and, and other terminal cancer patients. I hope I'm saying that right. You know, it, basically patients who, who there's nothing else the doctors can do. So seeing these videos and seeing, like, that was his everyday life. Even while being ch- chat with Bozeman, I mean, he did so many films. The running joke was he's gonna play every legendary Black American, Black historical Black person in every film, cause that's just how good he was. So yeah, it's um, it's a lot, and you know we're playing it in the background right now, and as content creators ourselves, um, we know how powerful Black Panther was. We know how powerful Black Panther was for not only just film and the Marvel universe and superhero films or whatever, but for Black sci-fi and Black Afrofuturism and, you know, all of that, all of that. And he's gone and it's, it's so bizarre and it's so strange and it feels so surreal that he's literally one of the ancestors now
2: Yeah, I mean, like he's gone but like it happened. Yeah. And it will it will live on and it will continue to happen. Um and I think that's what that's what the beauty of it all is is that it happened and he was the chosen one for it to yeah. happen basically the first time mm-hmm. and um it will continue to happen because I feel like we're in a great space of transformation yeah it's it's um a lot of things it's an uphill battle I mean you know it's always going to be an uphill battle but um you know when I look at it it's it's not far from just a beautiful struggle that will continue and and, and continue and continue because it's not how many times you fall down. It's how many times you can get back up. Mm -hmm. And I think as a people, we're definitely resilient enough to continue. Um, We've been hit so many times with, uh, significant characters and people of our culture that mean something or did something really meaningful. Um, getting that life thing. Now with him, it was something that he didn't just like randomly get into a car accident or something like, you know, it was something he was dealing yeah. with health wise, mm-hmm. um, that he chose to keep secret. I don't know if he ever or talked about chose it
0: to keep it like personal. Just right. within his family, right.
2: Um, so that's, I think that's the reason too. I was like, you know, I had to look at it for really what it was Mm -hmm. and say, God, that man, that man did what he was supposed to do. Mm -hmm. And God told him it's time now, come on home. He did what he was supposed to do. And, um, you know, like you said, if you look at the body of his work in less than a decade, he did what he was supposed to do. And, um, I'm happy for that. I'm happy for that. And I, I'll always remember him, uh, by that. And so, Black Panther will live on. Um, I think that however they choose to go about it, they'll figure it out. But at the same time, I just in my heart know that it has to live on for my son, for my daughter, for the people that looked at that, like that's like Superman dying, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And, um, so it ha it has to live on. It's, it's a, it's a responsibility, uh, to make sure that that lives on in the right way. And so, you know, I definitely feel like they can complete that. Not that it's going to be easy because you lost the uh, the one. Um, but I definitely feel like it can live on. Focusing on the possibilities, you know, with everything. Just focus on the possibilities. You know, we can't afford the luxury of a negative thought. What is the possibilities mm-hmm. and a lot of times just what's going on right now, a lot of problems don't even, you know, require solutions. It just require a maturity to get past them mm-hmm. to the point where we have that dialogue and that conversation, because I feel like as a whole, we've come together so much. We see how we can protest and everything that happens, But it's still going to be an uphill battle. The thing is, is we can never quit. We can never stop. Because that's what the, it's almost like, okay, yeah, they'll get strong for a minute. They'll protest, some shit will change, but then it'll die out. It's like, we can't stop because it's going to always be an uphill battle. But as long as we make some progress, I don't care what the fuck the progress is. Any progress is progress, whether large or small. As long as we continue to make some progress, we're making it better for our kids. And that's just what the focus should be. Um, You know. Everything that's going on in the world, is a lot of fucked up shit, you know. I don't think they talk about child trafficking enough either i don't know why that's not on the news when i can open up my shit and see they done found i don't know where it was but 41 kids or something in some type of truck or van and i'm like the fuck is going on so it's a lot of crazy shit going on um and it's up to you like 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 life is is it's all it's all about your way of thinking all about how you how you go about it you know um and for me, I like to stay positive and focus on the possibilities Um and also see every angle. Sometimes I don't. But, you know, if shit come your way, you got to know what to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And, you know, yeah, I travel from to work, come back home. I've by the grace of God. I've been making it back, mm-hmm. you know, um. But those hours are not cool hours to be traveling, especially, you know, getting pulled over or something like that. So right now, as we see, they don't really care. Oh, no. So it's, it's up to us to continue to care and continue to do what we're doing and not feel like what we're doing is not working because it is because look at any type of progress that we've made i'd say whether minute or whether large it's all worth it
0: mm. um i'm going to say you know one more thing and then we can move on from this but do we remember a film that had not necessarily as much excitement, but was like an occasion for black folks.
2: Not,
0: folks was getting dressed. Not up.
2: even like it was an event. Listen, it was, it we was, went okay. Uh,
0: so we lied. Well, it was a I, moment. I lied to Scarlett, and we went to go see Black Panther the, that Friday while they were in school. Me and you. The next day, we went with. The kids and uh, your mom, my mom, my niece, your niece, your brother-in-law, his girlfriend. It was a family thing. And then I think we saw it either one more or two more times with just the four of us. Like, it was an event going to see this movie. And thinking about it, thinking about, like, my experience as, you know, a black person in this country. Just going to movies throughout, you know, my life. I don't remember, number one, a movie being that much of a big deal, like, oh, everybody's going to this movie, like, we taking Grandma, and also a film that connected the diaspora like that, because most of the films that I grew up on that I love, like, I don't know, Do the Right Thing, Boys in the Hood, Poetic Justice, you know, Set It Off, whatever, Most of those films were very, well, all of them were very American, black American films. This is black America. This is what black Americans is going through. This is just us. It's us by ourselves against these white people. It's us by ourselves in this country. But Black Panther was like, we're bringing the whole diaspora together for this film. So it's the continent. It's the Caribbean. It's black folks everywhere who may not have necessarily felt like I have people outside of here or at least I'm connected to people that are just outside of my country, just what I see with my own eyes every day. Black Panther did that and I think that was the first film to do that like that.
2: I mean, look at the message in the movie. I mean, what I got from it at the end was that you know Killmonger, his whole thing was like, we got all of this shit and we this powerful but where i'm at we not
0: and also and you left us knowing that shit was fucked up for us over here
2: and so what i'm saying is that instead of feeling like or thinking that you're better than us why don't you come help us and right. if not then i'm gonna come do it my goddamn self and take it back so my people where i'm from can feel which how you guys feel you know and that and 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 the whole thing and at the end that was his. That was his mission. It became his mission because what, his mother nature, his woman, was able to speak to him in a way and make him see things. Maybe he even felt inside. Who, but T'Challa, she, yeah,
0: T'Challa, yeah, she, Nakia, yeah, she was the first one to tell him that she
2: she awakened it, and and then he he took it on, and and saying that this is something that we shouldn't hide. We should be able to help. expose mm-hmm. this and help, especially our people. And so,
0: speaking of like. You know, I don't know, but what you were talking about, you know, the very first fight scene is Nakia saving all them them women that's being kidnapped. The you kids, know, so. that's what
2: I'm saying. Like, I mean it like and you And they said, had it a covered, child
0: soldier with them.
2: It covered a lot, you know what oh. I mean? It covered a lot. Um and it was just well done and it was amazing. So, you know
0: It's just so many levels.
2: Yeah, it was it, it was it was amazing and it'll be amazing forever.
0: The fat and the fact that I'm going to read a statement from Ryan Coogler, but even like outside of the story, the, the um, comic book, Black Panther is the first black comic book hero in the Marvel universe, right? Um, and it came at the same time that the Black Panthers were doing Black Panther shit. Now people dispute whether black panther was based on the actual black panthers of black america or not but he came around at the same time that the black panthers were doing shit
2: i don't know how what they just would call in
0: california so look you know um but even like you know we're we throughout the years since black panthers come out you know i've read a lot of articles about ryan coogler and the film and And I'm so glad a lot of this information is coming out now. But when uh, Chadwick was first cast as T'Challa for Civil War, Avengers Civil War, Marvel Marvel and I believe the Russo brothers, they wanted him to have an English accent. And Chadwick fought that. He said, if Wakanda is the most technologically advanced nation in the world, number one, Number two, if it has not ever been colonized, why would T'Challa, the son of the king, heir to the throne, go to England, a white nation, to be educated? What sense does that make? If Wakanda is the shit and white people have never been colonized here, why would I not have an African accent? I've been educated here. And in fact, it's like white people should be trying to send their kids to be educated in Wakanda. Now they wasn't letting people in, but that did not make sense. And Marvel and um the Russo brothers, they were thinking that, well, it would be too jarring for audiences to see this huge superhero that is part of the Marvel universe, like Tony Stark, like Spider-Man, like You know, I don't know, whoever, the Hulk or Thor, even though Thor has an accent, but T'Challa could not have had an African accent. He needed to have an English accent to make white people comfortable. But it's like, fuck them. Because if we're doing the film based on the comic books, the comic books told us Wakanda is the most technically technologically advanced nation in the world and has not ever been colonized. So why are you flipping back and forth on that now for the film? That don't make no sense. So he fought for that. Just the things that he fought for, the integrity of the film, the integrity of the story. Man, it's just like a, a director's dream to be able to work with an actor who is as interested in digging deep into the story as you are. So this is um, a statement from Ryan Kugler. He said... Um, Before sharing my thoughts on the passing of the great Chadwick Boseman, I first offer my condolences to his family who meant so very much to him, to his wife, Simone especially. I inherited Marvel and the Russo brothers casting choice of T'Challa. It is something that I will forever be grateful for. The first time I saw Chad's performance as T'Challa, it was in an unfinished cut of Captain America Civil War. I was deciding whether or not I was deciding whether or not to direct Black Panther. Oh, wait, wait, hold on. I was deciding whether or not directing Black Panther was the right choice for me. I'll never forget sitting in an editorial suite on the Disney lot and watching his scenes. His first with Scarlett Johansson as Black Widow, then with the South African cinema titan, John Kanai, as T'Challa's father, King T'Chaka. It was at that moment I knew I wanted to make this movie. After Scarlett's character leaves them, Chad and John began conversing in a language I had never heard before. It sounded familiar, full of the same clicks and smacks that young black children would make in the States. The same clicks we would often be chided for being disrespectful or improper, but it had a musicality to it that felt ancient, powerful, and African. In my meeting after watching the film, I asked Nate Moore, one of the producers of the film, about the language. Did you guys make it up? Nate replied, that's Cosa, John Kanai's native language. He and Chad decided to do the scene like that on set, and we rolled with it. And I thought to myself, he just learned lines in another language that day? He couldn't con- I couldn't conceive how difficult that must have been. And even though I hadn't met Chad, I was already in awe of his capacity as an actor. I learned later that there was very much conversation over how T'Challa would sound in the film. The decision to have Kosa be the official language of Wakanda was solidified by Chad, a native of South South Carolina, because he was able to learn his lines in Kosa there on the spot. He also advocated for his character to speak with an African accent so that he could present T'Challa to audiences as an African king whose dialect had not been conquered by the West. I finally met Chad in person in early 2016. Once I signed onto the film, he snuck past journalists that were congregated for the press junket I was doing for for Creed and met with me in my green room. We talked about our lives, my time playing football in college and his time at Howard University studying to be a director and our collective vision for T'Challa and Wakanda we spoke about the irony of how his former Howard classmate, Tanahasi Coates, was writing T'Challa's current arc with Marvel Comics and how Chad knew Howard's student, Prince Jones, whose murder by police officer inspired Coates' memoir, Between the World and Me. I noticed then that Chad was an Anomaly. He was calm, assured, constantly studying, but also kind, comforting, and had the warmest laugh in the world and eyes that, that seen much beyond his years, but would still sparkle like a child seeing something for the first time. That was the first of many conversations. He He was a special person. We would often speak about heritage and what it means to be African. When preparing for the film, he would ponder every decision, every choice, not just for how it would reflect on himself, but how those choices could reverberate. They not ready for this, what we doing? this is Star Wars, this is Lord of the Rings, but for us, and bigger. He would say this to me while we were struggling to finish a dramatic scene, stretching into double overtime. Or while he was covered in body paint, doing his own stunts, or crashing into frigid water and foam landing pads. I would nod and smile, but I didn't believe him. I had no idea if the film would work. I wasn't sure I knew what I was doing, but I looked back and realized that Chad knew something we all didn't. He was playing the long game, all while putting in the work. And work he did. He would come to auditions for supporting roles, which is not common for lead actors in big-budget movies. He was there for several M'Baku auditions. In Winston Dukes, he turned a chemistry read into a wrestling match. Winston broke his bracelet. In Letitia Wright's audition for Shuri, she, pre- she pierced his royal pose with her signature humor, and would bring about a smile to T'Challa's face. That was 100% Chad. We would have meetings in my rental home in Atlanta and discuss lines in different ways to add depth to each scene. We talked costumes, military practices. He said to me, Wakandans have to dance during the coronations. If they just stand there with spears, what separates them from Romans? In early drafts, drafts of the script, Eric Killmonger's character would ask T'Challa to be buried in Wakanda. Chad challenged that and asked, what if Killmonger asked to be buried somewhere else? Chad deeply valued his privacy, and I wasn't privy to the details of his of his illness. After his family released their statement, I realized that he was living with his illness the entire time I knew him. Because he was a caretaker, a leader, a man of faith, dignity and pride he shielded his collaborators from his suffering he lived a beautiful life and he made great art day after day year after year that was who he was he was an epic firework display i will tell stories about being there for some of the brilliant sparks till the end of my days what an incredible mark he's left for us i haven't grieved a loss this acute before I spent the last year preparing, imagining, and writing words for him to say that we weren't destined to see. It leaves me broken knowing that I won't be able to watch another close-up of him in the monitor. It hurts me more to know that we can't have another conversation or FaceTime or text message exchange. He would send vegetarian recipes and eating regimens for my family and me to follow during the pandemic. He would... Check in on me and my loved ones, even as he dealt with the scourge of cancer. In African cultures, we often refer to loved ones that have passed on as ancestors. Sometimes you are genetically related, sometimes you are not. I had the privilege of directing scenes of Chad's character, T'Challa, communicating with the ancestors of Wakanda. We were in Atlanta in an abandoned warehouse with blue screens and massive movie lights, but Chad's performance made it feel real. I think it was because from the time that I met him, the ancestors spoke through him. It's no secret to me how he was able to skillfully portray some of our most notable ones. I had no doubt that he would live on and continue to bless us with more. But it is with a heavy heart and a sense of deep gratitude to have ever been in his presence that I have to reckon with the fact that Chad is an ancestor now. And I know that he will watch over us until we meet again. So... That is from Ryan Coogler, the co-writer and dir- the director of Black Panther, speaking about Chadwick Boseman. And um, yeah, may he rest in eternal peace. And um, moving on to that, the poem I played uh, earlier was Whitey on the Moon. from um, It's a famous poem from um, Gil Scott Heron. Um, and that is going to lead us into, look, I have notes, but I don't really care. We just going to shoot the shit. So we, let's get into um Lovecraft country because I feel like when we're talking about, you know, films like Black Panther and Get Out and Into the Spider-Verse, these were films that are creating the way for the future of black film and, you know. Lovecraft Country, I consider to be kind of a part of that as far as horror goes, so. Um, Misha Green, who was the creator of Underground, who, if you've been listening to this podcast for a long time, you know, I loved Underground. It was such an underrated show. It didn't get the um, accolades or the respect it deserved, but it was a fantastic show. Um, Misha Green was the creator and showrunner of that show, a black woman. Journey Smollett actually was the star of that show as well. And um, now Misha Green and Journey Smollett and Jordan Peele and J.J. Abrams have teamed up to do a horror show on HBO called Lovecraft Country. So we just watched the third episode. Uh, and you said, like, what, 30 minutes ago, I'm just trying to figure out what the fuck I'm watching. <laughs> what are honestly, your immediate I, nah, thoughts nah, on
2: this not Honestly, I don't even want to talk about it. I'm going to let you talk about it because... I, you know, I don't want to, it's all opinionated, you know what I mean? And, you know, um, is it for,
0: is it for you or are you interested uh, or or no, that's okay.
2: Either way. No, I mean, you know, I, um, I don't know. You know what I mean? It could be this new TV. I, I don't know what it is, <laughs> but it's just like, I I am, I'm, let's say, uh, I can't say I'm trying cause that means I'm lying. <laughs> <laughs> For the record We did
0: get a new uh, TV And it is 4K And I don't know If I like this Motherfucking TV It is an amazing TV But that 4K Like it is so clear Like you shooting On your iPhone You see every bump Every pimple I don't
2: know It just makes CGI Some of it It just makes it The effects look fake You know Like I uh, You know I don't know But I, I um I uh Love craft country Um <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. You know I I'm, I'm gonna give it that was number 3, right? Mm-hmm. So 4 is my favorite number, so I'm gonna go to 4 and I'm gonna see if I go mo.
0: Okay. Okay. All right. Uh I am loving this show. So Okay, I'm going to be straight and I'm going to be honest. So the first episode, I was actually braiding my daughter's hair and I was um, off of an edible. So I missed a lot. It was just like, what the fuck is this show? Like, So I had to watch it two more times, the first episode, to really figure out what the hell was going on. And I was like, oh, okay, okay. It's monsters. It's racists. Uh, The monsters and the racists are separate. (laughs) So there's like monster monsters that like crawl out of the ground and then there's races. So the story follows Tick um, Atticus who was in the army. He's come back because his father is missing. So he goes to Chicago where his uncle is staying, who is his father's brother. Like, you know, my dad is missing. I got this letter to come get him. So he, his uncle, um, not Charles. Why well, I keep wanting to say Uncle Charles? I miss my Uncle Charles. and not uncles. It's Uncle George. Uncle George and Journey's small ass character, Letitia, who she has siblings in Chicago, but I think she got a white daddy. So she don't be, she be in and out, in and out. But anyway, they go on this mission to find his father. Come to find out, Tick Atticus, his nickname is Tick, his bloodline, he, one of his white ancestors was a part of some kind of motherfucking cult. And the white people of that day, it takes place in like the 50s, are like trying to have eternal life or some shit. But they need his blood because his blood um, is the blood they need of like their, their not their king, but their dude. Like this is the guy that we are following. And the only living ancestor is Atticus. The only problem is they are very white and Atticus is very black. And they do not allow black people to participate in these kind of cult, I don't know, ceremonies or whatever. But because Atticus is the only living ancestor left, he has rank over all of them. So anyway, during the ceremony, some wild shit happens and turns out Atticus has powers and he killed all the white people in that house. But he finds out that this ceremony was actually performed Years ago, hundreds of years ago, by his white ancestor that everybody else like worships, but his black ancestor escaped from that house. So that is why, um, you know, he has I don't know. <laughs> it's kind of hard to explain, but it's good. I'm liking it in this episode. They was in a haunted house. They was in the thriller house and it was the spirits of uh, dead black people that have been experimented on by a racist doctor. Who knows what this motherfucking show is? It definitely feels like every episode is its own episode. <laughs> I'm loving it. My daughter's loving it. You, 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 how many more episodes you gonna give it? Before I you said tap I'm out?
2: gonna go full and see if I go more. That's what it's gonna be. All right. So I'm, I'm, I'm gonna give it another go. Okay. Cause this, uh, this third episode wasn't too bad. I, I still just trying to figure out what is it. You know, but uh yeah, I'm gonna go full and see if I go more. You know what I mean? That's okay. what it is. We'll uh, see.
0: Another show we've been watching has been P Valley, which is with my girl um Brandy Evans, who was my friend in the Christmas movie Dear Santa, I need a date that I did last year. She played my friend and that she's one of the stars of this show, P Valley on Star Yeah, stars, not Showtime Stars. And it's excellent. What you think of P Valley?
2: I like P Valley. I like Pete valley a lot. I think it's a great show. Um, I didn't get to watch the episode, so I'm going to watch it on my time. But, yeah, I dig it.
0: I like it, too. I like it, too. Um, So on BET, they had a five-part series um, called The No Limit Chronicles that was about No Limit and Master P and how they um, rose to fame. And not only rose to fame, but kind of, what, changed the way? Would you say that? Changed the way? Music, what would you say? As far as like the history he made and like how he changed shit.
2: Um I think he was definitely a um a pioneer um in basically I mean, look, so like I'm from the West Coast, so I, I've known like the Bay Area, like say like two shorts and even E forties. I've known them to like sell their tapes out of the, out of their trunk. You know what I'm saying? I think Master P was able to monopolize it and, and, um, and manifest it in a way that nobody had done before. Um, so he did change, um, the way I think that business was kind of done. Um, a little bit in in hip hop, um, because he had one of the most lucrative deals, distribution deals that you could have, um, which I think he had eighty five percent. Um, he did mm-hmm. uh, an eighty five percent distribution deal.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, and um So
0: what what is a distribution deal? If I'm not mistaken, deal? he owned
2: his masters, huh? For
0: people like who don't know, what is a distribution deal? That's different than a record deal
2: yeah a record deal is you know they own your masters they own the music um your publishing is one thing but if you if that's in the contract and they negotiate that they own some of that as well A distribution deal is basically saying listen I don't need you to um do anything outside is just distribute my records um worldwide so basically it's it's just distribution that's all it is and they Mm. maybe maybe they handle the packaging and the um you know stuff like that but other than that you're taking a lion's share of the money because the label all they're not really doing the promotion the marketing and all of that stuff Mm. they might do a little bit but basically you're you're just saying all i need you to do i'm turning in records and you just put them out um and so that's what he was doing. That's why he was able to put out 23, 23 albums, albums in a year. One year. So, I mean, if you're signed to a label, they're not going to let you do that. Because generally, your deal would be a three-album deal or a seven-album deal. Oh. So, you have... They try to, you know... Keep you,
0: you as long as they can. Well,
2: they're going to they gonna spread that out. You know what I mean? Like... um, you can be smart and say, I'm going to record three albums and just turn them in and say, here's my three albums. But the thing about that, too, is is that if you're signed and you don't have full creative control, they can tell you that we don't like this. Do something else. You know what I mean? So with him, he had full creative control. He can do whatever music he wanted to do, sign whatever artist he wanted to sign. And that's how he was able to put out 23 records, uh, albums mm-hmm. in one year. So. And then you know that I think that you know when I watched that, just watching that, um, I would say that uh, you know, he opened the doors for for a lot of people. Oh, everybody to uh be able to make those types of situations happen. Um, he did a lot of it first. I mean, from movies to the clothing. I mean, he dibbled and dabbled in just everything.
0: agents, whether yeah, whether estate. it
2: whether it worked all the way or not. Right. But that's how business is. It's like all people do is take something that almost worked
0: and and tweak it a little bit. And
2: you know what I mean? And there you go. So you
0: have to have the bravery to even attempt something like that. Like seeing that he was a Taurus was not a surprise to me at all because he was very like, he knew what he wanted and if it didn't work, he, he figured it out and, was everything all the way cool? Like the sports agency, that story was kind of wild, but would there be like the guy said, a rock nation sports or whatever the fuck that Jay-Z is doing? If master P didn't do it and make his mistakes first.
2: Yeah. It was It was, uh, it was dope. I liked it. It was, it was dope.
0: I liked it too. Um, what did you think about him? Um, Cause he's, I wouldn't say the man is sixty, but he's definitely in his fifties. Uh, if he's sixty-seven in uh, nineteen sixty-seven, I don't. I'm not good with math, but uh, he's closer to sixty. I would think so. He was kind of looking like a what? An honorary old man at times that maybe felt like he wasn't getting the due and the respect that he deserved, which I feel that. I feel that you think he's gotten the respect he's deserved in, in hip hop?
2: Um
0: or even in the in hip hop, but also in the business of the music game.
2: Uh if we talk about just do, I don't know. I don't I don't I don't think from a business standpoint, I don't think he's gotten his just do. Um mm-hmm. but honestly, I don't think he really cares about that. Yeah. Um nah, I think I think it was more so like um, because he was a person that you know was comfortable in his own skin for mm-hmm. for the most part mm-hmm. it's like he was able to um turn something into something just like i mean the proof's in the pudding i mean most black actors i mean it was crazy to hear old boy say on friday AJ, he didn't get mm-hmm. he didn't get no money you know what I'm saying, and then and that was a a a, a studio movie. You yeah. know what I'm saying, and then on this movie, which is an independent movie,
0: he got paid, he living,
2: and his right. check cleared, and he was so happy. You know what I'm saying. So, I mean, it, I think it goes to show that I think for some of those parts where he seemed away, was just like he feel like I, you know, I opened a lot of doors, but people didn't really appreciate it, and mm-hmm. sometimes you can do a lot of great shit for ungrateful people oh yeah you know what i mean And, and, and sometimes it's like you made millions or had an opportunity to if your record went platinum or you know double platinum i would think that you made some type of money it's like i don't think nobody learned um the way of like damn okay p is doing this he doing that maybe i should take a little three, 400,000 and go buy me a Jack in the box of McDonald's or something and try to branch my situation out because he kept preaching that music is cool, but it's not going to mm-hmm. last. It's not going to keep me here 20 years from now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I'm not going to, it's not going to keep me here 20 years from now. So I need to continue to adapt with the times, learn, unlearn and relearn to be in a position to where I can stay around and have longevity in this mm-hmm. entertainment game. So, you know, everything that he was doing, I mean, it was, he, like you said, he wasn't scared, but he was a, he was, a, he, was a, he was a trier. Like, I'm, yeah. a, I'm, I'm, a, I'm going to try it. You know, if it don't, if it don't work out, it don't work out. But at least I, you know, I seen what it was. And then for him to be able to kind of reinvent the wheel with his son and then have Romeo yeah. take the, Head of it i mean it's, it's a beautiful thing you and know And
0: folks might not remember but i remember 106 Park, and when him and bow wow it was him and bow wow
2: yeah for sure
0: and a lot of people don't consider him to be no limit like a part of the no limit legacy but he literally
2: is he is no limit
0: period so yeah um Uh, I know at the end of the show, they were talking about C murder, how, you know, C murder was involved in this um, murder of the 16 year old. Um, He's been in prison. He got a life sentence. Um, I think he went to trial twice. The first one, I think, was thrown out if I'm just if memory serves. But the second time he was convicted and he was sent to life in prison. And I think Louisiana, if it's not the only state, it's one of a few states where you can be sentenced to life in prison with. A jury that's not unanimous, so you can have people on the jury saying he's not guilty and still get life in Louisiana. So there's some something happening with um, uh, Monica, and Monica brought in Kim Kardashian because you know Kim Kardashian, she been getting people out of prison now. She, she been getting people out of prison now.
2: She gets see murder all day. I leave her alone.
0: Look, if if Kim Kardashian gets see murder out of prison. From serving a life sentence, then, hey.
2: You got to leave her alone. It
0: is what it is. I already don't. It's weird how people are like, I don't know. It's very weird. Who cares? Who cares? Like, yeah, they appropriate black women, black bodies, black all of that. Yeah, we already know what it is. But they getting people out of prison. I mean, is that is that a bad thing?
2: Listen, she gets see murder. You got to leave her alone. She uh, got
0: a direct line to that monster in the White House. I know that.
2: You gotta leave her alone. Uh, you know that's you know. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, yeah. I mean, <laughs> say less. <laughs>
0: Speaking of Monica, Monica and Brandy are doing a verses tomorrow. I am look. That's right up my alley. If we doing that, we need to do uh Well, it's escape. coming at
2: a, honestly, it's coming at a great time. Yeah, I think I think people need it. And I think it's probably going to be the most viewed. I think so,
0: too. Um,
2: because of the time, too. Yeah. Like, people just need that. I mean, Versus has been a great thing. It really uh, it's has. been an uplifting thing. It's been a positive Something thing. Something to look forward to. Um, and I think that this is coming at the right time, Um, where a lot of people going to tune in, and it's going to be, you know, a celebration because people, people need an escape right now just to, it's like going to a concert.
0: Oh, for sure. For sure. Shout out
2: to Timberland and Swiss, man, uh, Swiss beats because you guys, uh, uh, took something, um, and really, really, really made the thing special. Um, and it's, it's providing, uh, like I say, positivity for, for our culture and for anybody that tunes in, it's just a great thing. Um, so, shout out to you guys, man. Keep it going.
0: Uh, rest in peace to John Lewis. Like I said, um, civil rights icon, civil rights hero, Naya Rivera, actress from Glee. You know, rest in peace to her. Condolences to her family. Um, Yeah, I mean... It kind of is what it is. We are and we just finished week three and we're about to start week four of virtual learning. We did virtual learning in the spring, but now it is like virtual learning for real. Like your child's education is your responsibility. Like not that it wasn't before when they were going into school, but now it's like, okay, your kids is in your house. It is your job to make sure they are being educated, whatever that means. So, um, yeah, it's been, uh, it's been something, you know,
2: it- I just want to say you're doing a great job. Aww. Um, you, um, never seem to amaze me, but somehow I am amazed. Um, it's, uh, I see you day in and day out, um, dedicated and focused on especially our son. Um, and it's such, it's a beautiful thing to see. Um, and I just wanted to tell you, thank you for being you. And um, I'm a lucky man, you know. Aww.
0: Thanks, honey. Yeah, no, it's not. It's not easy. Um, but it's also like I'm. I'm. I'm I. I do like being a part of because my our eighth grader is kind of she's she's pretty self sufficient on her own. She can do it on her own. Um, and I I really like being a part of Tiger's learning. I like like we have a little desk and i have little you know i don't know uh uh, inspirational pictures all over the wall because his room is his classroom now so i have like you can do it tiger and getting and i
2: think that's important too is to be able to separate it too um because sometimes it can feel like since they are doing school at home like that's just um like there's no separation. Like yeah. you just say, like his his, bedroom,
1: his bedroom is basically
2: yeah. his classroom. Yeah. But I think it's important too to to still let them have that um, escape. Yeah. From that and and be able to uh, still enjoy being at home and enjoy their room without feeling like oh this is just class class class. And I think you've been doing a great job of balancing that um even in between breaks oh yeah um how you let him
0: watch tv just do it do his around, thing like do snack. do
2: normally what he would yep. do anyway
0: at home and yeah. then
2: it's like you know hey now it's time to get back to it and then he gets back to it so you know that that's important because um you know it's a lot not yeah. only on the parents but it's a lot on the kids oh too, yeah you know um that he's not able to go outside nope. and just Recess, go you know just just certain things you know um
0: pe be
2: around other classmates you know it's yeah. more virtual although tiger is taking it like i don't know maybe a little too well <laughs> Because he's in his robe every day and he just, you know, what's happening. And... Look,
0: and I'm also like, if my if my, if my, my nine-year-old wants some goddamn popcorn while he's figuring out these math problems. He's he, at home. We gonna, so I'm going to make him some motherfucking popcorn.
2: That's a part of the balance. And it's
0: going to be what it is. If yeah. he wants some juice or a popsicle or whatever, we're still going to get this work done.
2: That's uh, the balance. And That's...
0: on his break, he is, I'm letting him watch TV. Why not? It's the balance. He
2: needs
0: a break. He can't go out to the playground. Yeah. He... So, yeah, it's been interesting, but also he has a great teacher. Um, his teacher was actually Scarlett's teacher for fourth grade, um, and I really like her. It's a black woman teacher. This is only his sec- second. Is this his only his second black teacher?
2: Who was his first?
0: Uh, Miss Nina in preschool. Oh,
2: like, I'm trying <laughs> when to he remember, was like, who, you know.
0: But she mattered because she was Scarlett's preschool teacher. Yeah. And she was a great teacher.
2: She was the one that turned him into a monster. Yeah. Because, you know, Tiger was a little shy, and so kids would, you know, take stuff from him, and he wouldn't really do nothing until one day she told him, no, you, you better take it. And then after that, he biting and hitting everybody.
0: Oh, no, we got to let a... Yeah he can tiger cannot wear timberland boots to uh preschool anymore. Cause he is literally kicking our ass.
2: <laughs> he was banned from wearing boots. Okay.
0: He was kicking the ass. He was tearing
2: okay? some shins up. Uh-huh.
0: Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: So yeah. But yeah, shout out to Nina. But yeah, I think it was his first official black teacher to yes. be honest with you. And I'm, and I'm excited that it's a black woman. Yeah. Um, I really wanted him to be in class with her. I just felt like her energy would be great for him,
0: maybe the new um, year,
2: but yeah, we'll see, but you know we need more black men teachers, so. oh
0: yes, we do. It's like when you were up at the school, like how many the boys loved having you there?
2: Oh, yeah, they you know it was a big thing, yeah, it was a big deal, you yeah. know what I mean, they don't want the proc- all the proctors or women. Mm-hmm. They, don't they don't know how to call it. They don't know how to call it a basketball game. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So they, they out there just blowing whistle and they you know, so the games get physical, they get a little so when I go out there I know the game, so I know how to call it and they appreciate that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um I call proper fouls and everything. So and so they really, really love that. They start calling me Coach Coach T. You know what I mean? Mr. T. So, yeah, they call me Mr. T, then they call me Coach T. Oh, okay. So yeah, not was, the
0: other Mister T, cause they don't know who that is.
2: I used to love him though.
0: <laughs> You're a new Mister T.
2: Mister T doll and everything. <laughs> I did. The eighteen a- was the shit.
0: Remember Snoop said the Master a- P had the doll. had the. Uh. He had the doll. He pulled it and <laughs> say,
2: "Uh." <laughs> <laughs> he had everything.
0: The hip hop snacks and the, the shoes. The hip- and nah, the-
2: nah, the the rap, the rap. Yes. Yeah. Rap chips and he had rap couple noodles. <laughs> Not nigga, right now, that nigga had rap top ramen.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: You feel no, me? I'm mad at him, cold blooded.
0: I'm mad at him. So, yeah, uh, school has been very interesting, but that's I look,
2: never had no rap chips. I need to touch me them. either. Like, I never
0: had no goddamn Godfather pizza. Rest in peace to Herman Kane.
2: Damn, Herman Cain.
0: That mother he...
2: Nine, nine, nine.
0: That man is gone. He went to that Trump rally with no mask on, took all them pictures, caught COVID, died, and Trump walked right over him like uh, Alan Iverson did uh, Tyrone Luke.
2: Damn, Herman Cain.
0: The president hasn't even acknowledged that he died.
2: Who does he acknowledge that died? <laughs> that's black. <laughs>
0: he barely acknowledged yeah. his brother. You know, his brother just passed.
2: Shit, that man. I that think man. that
0: man. I think his brother died of COVID, and they ain't saying nothing.
2: They asked that man how he felt about the NBA boycotting because, uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, of the shooting of um, another officer killing a black oh, male in yeah.
0: his back uh, in front his of back, his children.
2: This man gonna say. Well, you know, uh he went straight to the NBA saying, "Well, I think their ratings are probably ter- terrible what the right fuck? now." Because I, be think, like, Bro, that's I think I think people are question. tired of the NBA right now, and I'm like, this guy is crazy. What do you
0: think about that? Cuz they back the plan now.
2: I mean, you know. Oh, I wonder. They was in the bubble and uh I think that day was a lot and so they like, yeah, you know, but... nobody want to play today. Um obviously, I think a lot of them probably W- really don't care about playing the rest of it, but they're gonna finish it out um you know at this point because they agreed to do it, but you know nobody could stop them from that day from just saying we're not going to do this um, and you just gotta understand um, and for them to go back um I don't see anything wrong with it. I think that um you know obviously, I try to catch any game that I can watch, yeah. but yeah um other than that it's 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 still weird it's just it's it's still weird just the way the games are played without the it's still a a weird thing but it get i mean shit it gives you something something else to watch i don't know it's yeah i don't know man it's it's like you know because a lot of people, I mean, I seen Kenny. Kenny walked off his thing. I mean, just a lot of people felt the way, you know. Just like today, I just Kenny I'm, who? Uh, he's on sports. Uh, oh
0: okay. Sports oh yeah, 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 yeah. I seen
2: that. I don't yeah. want to get his last name wrong, but I know his I know first name is up. Kenny. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, you know, he. Chris Webber said something. He stayed, but he said something that I thought was powerful. Yeah. I see um. That. So I, I just, you know, I think that at times, like sometimes we just silence is golden and then sometimes you know we need to speak up and uh we need to say something about what's going on because that's just as detrimental as the actual act if we don't speak up sometimes so that's uh it's one of those things where i think they can continue um and they can continue to have a voice and uh you know be leaders in that movement that I know so many other athletes before them, African-American and mm-hmm. black, um, wish that they could have did or attempted to do. It just didn't reach the masses the way um, this is. And so I see why, you know, um, Orange Peel really doesn't like the NBA because the NBA is, you know, they, they speaking up, you know, other than these, uh, more so than any other sport oh, yeah. the NBA, are, although they're the, speaking up,
0: the, the, Baseball was on strike too that same day. So it just, that day, it's like it was baseball, it was basketball, it was Naomi Osaka, I think, didn't play a match that day or something. I don't know. But so I wonder too, because the NFL, the, the NBA and the NFL are very different organizations, very different leagues. Um, the NBA, the players have more autonomy and more power, I think. Than the NFL does, Um, so I don't think you can stop someone like LeBron James from saying what he was saying, and the the players coming like we're not doing this. The NFL though, I don't know. I don't even know if we're if, if the NFL is gonna have any kind of season because people are just getting COVID left and right. They College still, football, they,
2: they still getting ready for a season. Oh, I believe um, it because
0: them coaches are Trump people they like you they niggas better are They still getting get ready for field. a
2: season and I uh I, the the coach of uh the Steelers, I know his name is Mike something. Um mm-hmm. uh, but he he had released a statement. Um I don't know if it was a scrimmage that they had or whatever, but mm-hmm. he spoke out with his players behind him. Um I know Oklahoma the college school, their coach spoke out and they did like a walk um around their campus. Mm-hmm. I mean, listen, it's, it is what it is. And, and, and like, like everybody, you know, it's still these, these people's jobs. And at the end of the day, um, you know, I think that something like, I don't know how they're going to do the NFL. I really don't know. I mean, they have, they have to kind of, that's just – it's a different thing. You know what I mean? Like, I don't – because what they were able to do with um, with the NBA is mm. just kind of go straight to, like
0: – Playoffs.
2: The playoffs. Like, so it's not every team. Right. You know what I mean? Like, so –
0: Oh, I don't think about that. It's not, huh?
2: Yeah, no, it's so not. So some
0: people are at home right now.
2: Yeah, it's not every team. Um, if – I mean – I could be wrong, but I don't think it's every team. I think they went straight to the top seeds of the West, and they did it like that, and then the top seeds of the East, uh-huh. and those are the teams that's there. I don't think that it's every team, um, but I could be wrong too.
0: Okay.
2: Um, but I don't, like I said I don't know how it's gonna play out, but we'll see. You know, it's just
0: as like as somebody who is not you know like a I don't watch. I don't really watch basketball. Um, When I heard that they were striking, I was like, oh, shit. What the hell is this going to turn into? Like, are they never coming back? Like, are they, I don't know, talking to, I know they talked to Obama, but like, are they talking to, I don't know. I don't know. Owners about what the fuck they need to do. Like, I know a lot of owners are turning their stadiums into, um, voting places where people can go vote now i think that came out of this which is a big deal um kind of makes you wonder why it wasn't like that already um but i did i don't know what i was expecting but i did not expect them to come back to play so soon and maybe that was naive on my part but like looking at it like fuck it we tired of this shit we tired of y'all the police killing people who literally look look like us. We tired of fucking being harassed by the police and shit. I don't know. I don't know what I thought. I didn't expect them to come back so fast. But, I mean, at the same time, it's not their responsibility to, to get anything done. But I did think when they were like, we're going on strike, I was like, oh, shit. The NBA? Going on a mostly black league where the players actually have power and are allowed to speak and, like, make moves? Oh, shit, what the hell does this mean? Like, what are they going to... What does this mean? I, You know, but they got the owners to say everybody can come vote or whatever. I... I was kind of hoping for more, but shit, what the fuck do I know? I don't know what kind of conversations are being had and all that. So, you know, we will see. But I know everybody is feeling like this year is all hands on deck. We'll see with the NFL, but we know them players do not have as much power as the NBA players do. So we will see. Um, What else? What else do I have on here? Let me see. You know what? A few weeks ago, maybe two weeks ago on my Twitter, because you know that's where I be, I started talking about um, our Jean Franco Ferre shoot. Because you know, hubby used to model big time, big deal. And the story came up of when you went to London to shoot for Versace and you went there wearing your Carl Kanai boots and your, what was it? because i got the i got it mixed up you My weren't style wearing seven beanie well, okay because i thought it was from you gotta be, you gotta no. be from
2: pasadena to know. So, i mean they might add them some other places but yeah it's not style seven
0: okay
2: so the yeah. slosson that was something else the outfit you wore from yes slosson, so yeah I mean. that was the i I wore uh that outfit that i had on in quote funk was straight out of sloss and i went there right before i went to uh My mom took me to Sloss and Swap Me. I got that whole little get up and then we went to go shoot the video. (laughs) No, straight up. For Quo Funk. Yeah, for Quo Funk. So if you go Google Quo Funk on YouTube, YouTube, that outfit I got on, the burgundy, is straight up Swap Me. Sloss and Swap Me.
0: Michael Michael Clark Duncan was in the video. Yeah,
2: he was. He was y'all. Yeah. Yep.
0: Um What about Oh when- shout
2: out to Michael Jackson Happy belated birthday Yeah right Um You know Happy belated birthday To the To that man You know Forever grateful For giving me my start
0: Indeed Indeed Tell the story about When you went to London And your car I feel like
2: work. I've told it before I haven't On told the this show? story Yeah I don't know I I'm
0: always t- listening to. I love listening to your Modeling uh, story
2: man Alright so check it <laughs> Um boom i got the call you getting you doing versace i'm like all right cool
0: how old are you
2: about
0: 14
2: Mm -hmm. um so boom i'm like all right you know they say you're going to uh to london i'm like oh okay never been to london you know what i mean just a hood kid from pasadena um and i was in quo before we we traveled but i haven't been like out the states like that um so my mom was like, you know, it might be cold, you know what I mean? So you, you know, I said, "Well, I can just go down, you know, I rode my bike down to Style 7 real quick and picked up a beanie. Um and like this this would do me good, you know. I already had a jacket. So, boom, long story short, get on the flight, long ass motherfucking flight. I thought that flight would never end. Um I get to London and as soon as I get there, I go straight to the shoe Um, so I walk in, I had on some, some jeans, um, a hoodie, a jacket, and my, uh, uh, my style seven beanie and some Clark and I boots. And, um, I walk in and the photographer, he's shooting this white guy on the, on like this king, like this all gold king chair yeah like a throne and so as soon as i walk in I, i'm walking straight up to like where they're shooting and they turn around and i heard the lady say oh duane's here and um he turned around and he said oh okay put him on some versace underwear versace jeans take off the shirt and the jacket and let's go like that right so i'm like Mm -hmm. okay so i go in the back um i'm changing and uh the lady come and say can i can she see my beanie and i'm like yeah so i gave her the beanie and then um after i put on the underwear and i put on the versace jeans i was i was i just had on my socks and uh, I came out, and they had gave she gave me back the beanie, and it had a Versace logo on it. <laughs> so basically, they just sold a Versace logo on a you know three dollar beanie. So then, um, I'm like, all right, I put the beanie on, and then I'm like, you know, what shoes y'all want me to wear? And they was just like, just throw back on your boots. So actually, that picture, and I, it's somewhere to be found, but. That picture was crazy.
0: You on a
2: throne. I was on the throne. Them boots I had on. The was,
0: Black Panther.
2: You feel me? was i <laughs> boots. It was like an African looking throne too because yeah, it had like a zebra. I was, was like underneath me was he like said, a zebra. said, we need to print. get
0: this white boy off of this throne <laughs> and put the black king on this throne. Okay? With, a, with
2: a beanie on for a crown though. Mm. So, you mm. know.
0: A beanie on for a crown.
2: You understand me? uh yeah i mean it's a it's a historical picture i'll find it somewhere. i'll post it one day i gotta find the original i know my mom probably got it somewhere um but yeah it was one of those things and and that picture was uh everywhere you know but eye boots and style seven <laughs> beanie hey. they could have sued uh, it's too late it's too late <laughs> 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 it's too late it's that. too late, but then it was die boots like a motherfucker, <laughs> I'm telling you. And everywhere I went after that, dudes was like, yo, where can I get that beanie, son? I'm like, yeah, hey, they I was, was in New York. They
0: was selling that shit
2: for $500. <laughs> I was in New York, and now he was like, son, I need that beanie, son. I'm like, I don't know, bro. That Honestly, I don't even know if they make them. And you, know hey, you
0: left it. You didn't even take the beanie with you. You left. I
2: left that goddamn beanie with them. I didn't even take it. I should have took it. I didn't take it. Yeah, I don't know. Because I think after that, we did. I did that.
0: And then you was changing to another scene.
2: And then I you went to do another thing. scene. I changed into a suit.
0: Yeah, I remember. You know with what the I mean? Hat.
2: With the hat. Mm-hmm. on the uh, with the cane. On the carousel. With the cane. You a cane. I had the cane too. Yeah. I oh, thought that shit
0: was cold. You
2: understand me? Yeah. I think um too, I was, yeah. It's still probably said that I was only African-American to do Versace outside of um, Naomi Campbell. Mm -hmm. And I think um, her mom.
0: Yeah, because she was in the the shoot, wasn't she?
2: her mom, actually, like, it was a theme. So part of it was a theme, and then part of it was just me shooting on my own. But the theme part, uh, Naomi Campbell's mom played my mom. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so.
0: And her brother, too? And her
2: little brother, yeah. I got that picture, too.
0: Wow, babe, you done been places. You done yeah. seen some things, and
2: we was shooting in London at a castle, and they had tigers, they oh, had drafts, wow. they had you know all types of shit, monkeys. Um, yeah, it was it was it was unreal. I mean, that
0: colonizing money.
2: <laughs> <laughs> hey, that castle looked like one of them big ass haunted things I too, because somebody it was really living in that, mm-hmm. and it was huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was cool though. All
0: right. Well, I don't got nothing else. And also the the Whitey's on the moon. That is the episode of that's the episode name of episode two of Lovecraft Country. That's why I put it at the top. But even if it wasn't the name of the Lovecraft episode, it fits for right now. Whitey on the moon. My sister done got bit by this rat. But Whitey on the moon. I they taken all the money out my check. But Whitey on the moon. Where the hell all my money gone from my job that I worked all last year? Whitey on the moon. So, I mean, you could literally just play that poem just any given day at any given time, and it will fit. So there you go. I want to call the episode Whitey on the Moon, but <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's too
2: much. Moon on the Whitey. You maybe know we'll maybe. call
0: it um The Black Panther Lives. I don't know. We'll figure it out.
2: That's all I got. Yeah. Um Yeah. It's 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 uh like I said, if you can just see that beacon of light, you all good. Like we will we'll rise like the Phoenix throughout the ashes through this whole situation. Just um find the positivity and everything and do what you can with what you have where you are. And don't worry about anything else. Do your best, forget the rest. And understand that to overstand, you gotta treat yourself good. Um and that's 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 really what it's about, you know. Treat yourself good, take care of yourself. You are responsible for your own happiness. Make sure that you good so you can be good for other people and your loved ones. Yeah. Um Yeah, and that's and that's and that's really it.
0: And as we are coming to a close, we're at the scene of Black Panther when they are in Oakland and T'Challa bought the rec center. And the uh, spaceship is coming down on the kids at the basketball court. And they're like, oh my God, what the hell is this? Cassettes on eBay? What is a Wakanda? You know? And Alex Hibbert from the shy and from Moonlight is walking up to T'Challa literally right now, like, who are you? Who are you? Don't worry about who I am. Who are you, young brother? Who are you? Damn, man. Well, yeah. that's it. a nice my name let me know. All stars alright you All right, y'all. That's all I got. Um, You got anything else? Any lasting words?
2: Nah, that's it. Hey. Y'all be easy. Hey.